Ready, down, put, 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 put. Scanning. Control. Manipulate scientific data. Take over. Blast control. World government. Shut down infrastructure. Shivering link to China. Look at this person. Everybody, hey, welcome to the uh, long-awaited next episode of XFL InfoWars. It's Dave and I sitting here. It's a nice day here in Japan. It's a nice day there up near uh, near the Canadian border. You're closer to Canada than than most people are. And uh, so what's up, man? So what's been going on? You, you've been busy with life. I've been busy with life. And uh, you and I both kind of, after the last episode, let's, like, let's, let's let the season play out a little bit here. And then we can come back towards the end and just kind of talk about where, where we're at with everything. And here we are. The championship games have been, uh, the championship game is going to be next week. And so here we are. We're going to recap the season and uh, kind of talk about uh, our thoughts on what's coming up with uh, the championship game and kind of where we go from here. So thanks a lot. That's a lot here, man. I, I, I didn't mean to talk over you. No, not at all. No, it, I think at the end of the day, it was a it was a good season. The football was good. Um, they developed some nice stars and some and some talent. Yeah. Um, what I found interesting was, and in, in some of the stuff just happened, and we didn't even had a chance to talk about it. Some of the um, XFL players from the teams that didn't that are out of the playoffs now. Granted, only two are left, so everybody's done. Right. But players are getting signed to yeah. trials like. If you saw Ben DiNucci got mm-hmm. uh, the Broncos, gave him an invite. And I just, I had to chuckle. Um, people were asking, can he still play in both leagues? And I'm like, I'm like, folks, folks, no offense to any player out there. Nobody wants to be in the XFL or USFL or anybody anywhere else if they can be in the NFL. Right. So right. I just, I was, I, I started, I'm like, and it's multiple, like multiple people are like, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't believe we lost this. I can't believe we lost this guy or they're going to try out somewhere else. I'm like, this is what it's for. Like, this is exactly why this league existed. It's called minor league football. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, even, you know, the, uh, yeah, no, I saw the same thing and I'm like, oh. Well, God love them, though. You know, God love the diehard XFL fans. I yep. mean, that's something that over the course of this season, you know, the beginning I had, you know, I struggled with the hype, the belief, the cultish like, oh, I'm XFL, ride or die, our history or like, uh, okay, now we're at the end of a season that's based, it's going to be completed soon. So I understand the passion. I get it. I, they, yep. you know, these, these, these people love the XFL. I mean, Listen, I love the CFL. I know 
uh, so I get it, and I, I really do. So hopefully, hopefully the players that sign with the NFL don't come back. Hopefully they stay in the NFL because if that happens, then that gives legitimacy to everything the XFL is doing. And mm-hmm. much like the minor league system, the baseball, you know, you know, when you had a star player make it big in the minors and leave and then go to the show, that that was something that the minor league team, and I'll use the Peoria Chiefs in this example, because this is the one when Mark Grace made it big with the Cubs. Well, I tell you what, those Peoria Chiefs, that's that was everything that they would talk about. Hey, you know, much like the Arena Football League with Kurt Warner. Yep. Yep. So, well, in that same sense, I'd be curious. AJ McCarron had a good season. I, I thought I thought he played well overall. Yeah. It'll be it'll be curious if he uh, if if an opportunity exists in the NFL, will he take it? Or being able to play in front of his son every week wins out. Uh, you know what? And I still have an issue with that. I I think that was complete spin. I mean, I understand. You know, what he said, I think, was very heartfelt. But I guarantee you, had he got, I mean, listen, money talks in in sports. So there's a whole lot that wasn't being, I I just didn't buy that. I'm going to play for my son uh, because you know what? And here's, here's why. Because the XFL does not offer a pension, whereas the NFL offers a pension. And listen. I, I know for a fact, man, when I was a county probation officer and the feds came calling, you go with the feds because it's a better pension plan. So, uh, yeah, no, but it was a feel-good story. But the way the XFL has spun everything, just still, it makes me want to, I hate saying this, makes me want to vomit. <laughs> I, I, had, I had to bring it up because it's like, it, it was such a, Look, you said it best. It, it's a great story because he had an NFL career. Like he played a, a while in the NFL. And yeah. No, no, he had the opportunity to, to do this. But I mean, come on, AJ. If 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 we're sitting in mid February, and the Atlanta Falcons said, "Look, we want to sign you for your year, and, and we're going to give you nine hundred thousand dollars to be the backup to whoever their starter is at, at that point." The, the the 45 50 grand from the xfl will be uh i'll go to the falcons he'd but, be like uh, um where's the clipboard he'd be exactly. happy just, where's the clipboard and where's my ball cap you yeah know, that's I mean, uh, yeah I, 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 I just questioned that there i i didn't i i don't know i looked at it as there wasn't the nfl option but it was a great story that the xfl yeah. could latch on to early in the season right and no it was one of those nobody could really deny either uh, you know, exactly. Yeah, you know, nobody can say. I mean, it, yeah, it's a great story, but no, yeah. Bottom line is, NFL's got a way better pension, and a third-string quarterback makes a hell of a lot more. A third-string NFL quarterback makes a hell of a lot more than any star player ever will make in the XFL. Just playing for the XFL. A practice player on an NFL roster. That's yeah. Makes more than the XFL or USFL. Yeah. Yeah. It's just well, that. No, nothing, nothing against, look, nothing against these guys playing because they're all playing for the opportunity for that next check. So, or, so I, I get it. I understand it, but it's just, it's just how it works. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, 
Yeah, I don't. I, I don't. I, again, it goes back to everything. You know, it's kind of bothered me from day one about how this league has been marketed. It wasn't, and and maybe they're change going to change a little bit here and quit focusing on one personality or actually two personalities, and focus in on the players and focus in on the community, really the communities. And that's something that's where I think is the XFL is kind of missed. You know, yeah. they have not been embraced by, except with St. Louis. I mean, they, they still got a lot of work to do with these the the cities that they play in for the cities to embrace them. Mm-hmm. Oh, without a doubt. There's a there's there's look, they got through the first year. Yeah. They're gonna have a good crowd next weekend in San Antonio. Yeah. And and it'll be a lot of champagne and go look. The XFL completed a season for the first time in twenty plus years. Yeah. So they'll they'll move on and It'll be it'll be interesting because you see in the USFL with year two players who came back um, and having the ability to then um, market the stars of the USFL. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see who who comes back, and then it, it also as you start aging, how long do you want to keep doing this for 50, 60, 50, the amount of money, it's good money for working a quarter of a year. Right. It's, it always gets, it always gets translated and compared to the NFL, but still it's good money. But the question I'll ask, the question I'll put up here with, every player on the every USFL team, every player on the XFL teams looking at is how long does someone like Luis Perez want to keep doing this? Yeah. Like he's approaching 30. He's been a very good minor league quarterback. Right. But he didn't, I mean, I'm not sure. Yes, he got signed. I think I think the Rams signed him after the USFL season, but that didn't pan out. He came here, and he might sign somewhere else. But uh, unfortunately, I think I think his time has passed. So it it really comes down is how long he wants to keep doing this. Period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you and I are both in our, you know, we're both much older than yep. all these guys that play now. So I mean. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, at some, some point, either, I mean, at age, I mean, 30, though, Tom Brady has skew, skewed everything now with players' ages and everything now. But, you know, the bottom line is, unless you were George, George Bland and Tom Brady are the outliers when it comes to, yeah. to playing and longevity. But yeah, yeah, I mean, 30 years old, yeah, at some point, you know, some point you got to walk away. And, uh, you know, unless the NFL is coming, Unless the NFL is coming calling, and it kind of goes to what you know. Unless the NFL is calling, I mean, at some point you're just going to have to say, "Okay, I tried. I did the best I could. It's time to, it's time to 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 go." You know, as Chuck Noll would say, um, you know, um, go pursue your life's work. Yeah, I mean, and it's different if if, if I if I'm 43 years old and someone's offered me 30 million dollars a year. 
I'm going to keep myself in shape. Like, I mean, oh, there's, yeah. there's, only, there's one player who can do it. Where I'm, not, I'm not talking about a lot of people doing this, yeah. but it's like yeah. making making 60, six, making 60 grand living in Arlington, Arlington yeah. Texas, um, playing minor league football is different than right. the NFL lifestyle. Right. And in this day and age, 60 grand ain't a whole lot of fucking money. Pardon my no, French. no, no. It, it, and so yeah. it, it goes to what again? I agree. I agree. hundred percent. At some point, it's like he's going to have to just. It comes comes down to money. It's like I can make more money teaching at a school. You know, teach at a school, become a become a become a high school football coach. Yeah. No, but but I say I'm not. I'm not saying he's going to retire after after right. this game. No, but 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 I'm saying is like that that's the. Uh, I guess that that's the question I that I'm gonna that I, that I would throw out to these to the, the both leagues and the followers like what are the expectations? Um, these guys are playing the USL. Yes, they love football, right. no doubt about it. But nobody nobody is going to no one's going to Alabama. No one's going to whatever college of choice you have, Florida A or Tennessee or Whatever college it is, no one's no one's playing college football. Well, okay, maybe no one is an overgeneralization. The majority of college football players aren't going to play college football to, huh, I'm going to be a guardian and I want to live in Orlando. Right, yeah. So it, 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 it's one of those things where it's like they have a, they, they have a good product, both leagues. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be curious to see of these young 20 somethings say we're six years from now, who, who is, are, are they developing, are they, are they developing players like in the sense of minor league hockey? I, that's my best example. Cause baseball is a little skewed because you have to be, you're associated with major league baseball. You're not, teams aren't signing players, but minor league hockey does. Right. So is it going to be somewhere like, you know, the Birmingham Stallions have, 17 seven they're bringing back 17 of their core players for this next season or whoever whatever whatever team you follow how that how's that really go because a lot of a lot of following sports is making that connection Mm -hmm. and you can be a diehard dc defender fan or you can be a memphis showboat fan but if every year you're bringing in 50 new people it's going to be hard to get the continuity of the fan support. Like right. these, I look at like major league baseball, when where uh, major league, the movie, when they're all, when all the scouts and everyone's in that room and they're looking at the players got invited to uh spring training. Who are these guys? So, <laughs> so it, it's just one of those things where that that's where at this point, looking at the, looking at the end of this year, looking at the next year, like where, where does this all go? It's going to be yeah. here again, but where is it all going? It also is going to be interesting, and I'm sorry, now I'm hogging the conversation. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. It's going to be interesting to see when players have the opportunity, where do they end up going? Because obviously a bunch of the USFL quarterbacks jumped to the XFL, and I'm assuming that the XFL said, hey, we're going to pay him more money. So they got a bunch of the USFL quarterbacks to go. 
Right. And the USFL goes, look, there are 300 college football teams across the United States. Go ahead. We'll, 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 get, we'll get the next crop because there's a ton of them out there. But it'll be, it'll be curious to see year-round moving down who stays within their financial parameters to look at the talent that's out there. Yeah. The name, the named minor league talent. Yeah. Yeah. And then also too, to throw, we got all that out there. Then you throw in the Canadian, the Canadian CFL. But, you know, and fortunately, I mean, we live in a day and age. I mean, the population is, I think the population of North America can support four pro leagues at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then, you know, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how the CFL plays this year because this is the first year the CFL is playing with, you know, with two 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 spring leagues already completed. Um, you know, two spring leagues in the states. I mean, everybody's gone. This can be the first, literally the first I season i can ever recall where literally we've had pro football from super bowl to super bowl yes and obviously um when it comes to the cfl i mean that's you know that season's coming up here pretty quick too um but i i honestly think my personal opinion is that these two spring leagues is going to help the cfl grow yeah I mean, I don't see, I, honestly, you know, talent. Uh, yeah. I mean, all these leagues kind of complement each other in many ways, but mm-hmm. yeah, I hope so. I mean, when it comes to the CFL and not to get off topic, but it sounds like the CFL, you know, with expansion with new owners, with pockets, things are looking up. The question and, and, is, yep. Oh, well, go sorry. Ahead. No, 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 go, go, go. I didn't mean to jump in. I, I no, didn't. things things are just looking up. I mean, and if they can get that tenth franchise, whether it be in Quebec, and I think Quebec's a better fit than the Maritimes. Um, but then kind of you know where they want Quebec City. Well, Quebec City is kind of a maritime area because it's not that far from the ocean. I mean, it, I mean, you could make a case for it is a it, it's part of the Maritimes. Um. So, but anyway, I, I digress. I think I, I think more good news is coming for the CFL than, than bad news. I think it's in a better position, but again, um, but like you said, I think these two other, the two other leagues, the XFL and the USFL, um, I think they're going to help the CFL in the long term. And I, I mean, I think it helped them with, that's why CBS got in the game. Yeah. Right. Right now, if you if you look at what's going on right now, televised spring slash summer football, CBS is the ad man out. Yeah. ABC, Fox, NBC, they've divvied up the XFL and USFL. Yeah. So now CBS, now it, it's been reported that they paid a million dollars. That that's what they reported. Like that, that's what the reports have said that. The C, that CBS is pay, is paying the CFL too many C's there to have broadcast to have that whatever limited whatever broadcast rights it's still I think getting flushed right. out how many games, but the the package they that they are paying for is a million dollars, so it's been reported that ESPN's deals worth between one hundred and two hundred thousand dollars a year, so immediately that's a tremendous windfall. 
for the CFL. And now if they end up going back to ESPN to supplement or however they do the rest of the year, however they figure that out, that's just, a, that, that, to me, that, that's a huge win. And it sounds like that CBS deal is also, they are going to be not necessarily doing a uh, studio show, but there is actually promotional uh, background and a promotional push for what to brought to um, promote the games that they're showing as well. Okay. Which, so which, which ESPN plus is, well, I think Toronto, I think, I think the Argos play it. Let me, let me check ESPN plus to see where they are. And then you have to go into ESPN plus scroll across and find. Uh, yeah. CFL. Yeah. It's like, it's not easy to get to. It's like, no. Oh, there's like five steps involved. Yeah. So, or like me, yeah. six, if you include the VPN and all that crap, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so as, as much as it's, it's a big change for people and, and, and it's going to be an additional cost to go to yeah. the Paramount Plus, but I think at the end of the day, I think people are going to be much, I think people are going to be pleasantly surprised when you go to Paramount Plus, how easier it will be to find the CFL. Which reminds me, I need to actually figure out, I got to go on you know, here, I got to figure out Paramount Plus with my VPN. I've had good luck again. Express VPN. If only I could, only we could, I could get them as sponsors of the show. I'd gladly, I'd gladly, because you know, without them, I couldn't have watched any football. Yeah. Um, but I need to go on Paramount Plus and I need to figure out, I need to, before the season even starts, because then the flip side is if I can't get that to work here in Japan with Paramount Plus and the VPN, then I got to look at that that international package that the CFL kicks out there. And I did that. I did the gray cup game um, with them and I was not, uh, was not overly impressed with, uh, with uh, the product that I saw on TV because it skipped and everything. And, you know, obviously, you know, you and I, we've never had a connection issue here, me being with, but it was just, it was really bad. So I don't know if it was, so hopefully, so we'll, we'll see, right. Cause they got Paramount plus for free with my yep. with my t-mobile service so i'm like i'm trying not to spend any more money than i have to um but yeah i agree with you with when it comes yeah cbs is the odd man out um and it will be nice so hopefully we'll start seeing and i know we're gonna be talking to xfl here but just kind of digress but it will be hopefully we'll see cfl promos on cbs sports during nfl games why well, i mean i guess I, I look at it like if i mean Granted, I understand that that Fox owns USFL, but they're dropping them during NASCAR. They're dropping them through all their events. If it's one of the ones you own, why wouldn't you do this? Right. Because it's just promoting more football to people watching football, and it costs yeah. you nothing. Right. So, I mean, I don't yeah. know. And, you know, I mean, hopefully, you know, I don't know, and I'm doubting we're going to see this, but I don't, I don't see – I mean – the Grey Cup game will be on CBS Sports Net, but it sure would be nice to see the Grey Cup game on, you know, on CBS itself. That's not going to happen. No. But, uh, you know, who knows? Unless NFL players go on strike again, but um, that ain't going to happen. But at least <laughs> there's going to be some consistency. They'll be easier to find. Well, you know what? Looking looking ahead, it's you. it's always – the Sunday before Thanksgiving, because it always falls around my, the, the reason I remember the great cup is it's literally every year within a couple of days, of my birthday. And like every, and every couple of years, it falls on my birthday. So 
it's that Sunday before Thanksgiving and it's like at six o'clock. I mean, yeah. I guess, yeah. but the, the question I have is obviously it's, it's the, if it's the season, there's, there's a game on, but it, it, it would be wonderful if there's a way that, and granted, I'm not asking this, the, the, having the CFL change it to be broadcasted live in America is an unreasonable ask. It's their game. Right. But if there was a way to manipulate the time and have it live on CBS on that Sunday, that I I think I think the ratings will I think the ratings oh, will I think extremely they'd have, well. Yeah, they do very well. But what throws a wrench into everything is NBC Sunday night football. And with if if he if he can if you can kick it if you know if you can take that game away that one weekend, yeah, but yeah, that'd be that'd be but, nice. But I, I but I, I like, <laughs> like, like I, I look at the opposite. Yeah. I would look to do it at one o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, but but that but like I said, we're like I said, it's an unreasonable ass right. to say, hey, this is your country's game. You've played it for over a hundred years. You mind playing it at a more convenient time for us? <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Well, and then also too, you know, you look at, you know, the CFL has got their own issues with TSN. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting how it plays out. And like going, going talking about the new owners that have come in. Um, I think, I think the CFL might, might do well the next time around with uh, broadcast rights are up. Um, especially yeah. with the influx of, of the new owners, but I mean, it's wishful thinking on my part. I mean, the, the new Montreal owner has a competing yeah, network to TSN. So it's like, yeah, they're in play. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and, and so. in 50, $50 million is, is no small amount of money. Like that I mean that that's what TSN pays for. They have right. exclusive rights across Canada. So yeah. you're, you're telling me uh, the billionaire owner of the Elouettes doesn't want to have, he, he wouldn't go, you know what? Ah, let's do 75 million just to have it. And then he'll figure it out. Like, like I can't, I can't see this not doubling the next time they're up. Yeah, I, would, I, I just don't see it. I agree with you. I agree with you. Well, getting back and you know yep, talking sorry. about TV. No, no, talking about TV. So let's look at the XFL. The ratings since last time we talked. Um, I don't know. My sense on the ratings have been kind of well. They've gotten a little better because more games got pushed to broadcast TV. More, more people are cutting the cord. A lot of people are watching it over the air. So the ratings have gotten a little better, but then the USFL comes in and to me, just kick those ratings back down to earth again. And here we are going into the championship game, not this weekend, but following weekend. And that game is going to be on ABC. Um, when it comes to the ratings and everything for, and you and I have harped on talk and I say harping because sometimes, I mean, really that's been the main, because the games have been so great. Yep. But it's what you and I have like, you know, we're both, we both like the business of football. So we know, Hey, you can have great games all you want, but if nobody's freaking watching, you know, nobody's, I mean, yeah, there was some, there, even in those stadiums that swear to God, only looked like a hundred people were there. There have been some great games, but yeah, yeah, you look at the ratings, and you know, I, yeah. Despite what Mike Mitchell and XFL News Hub have spun, and other people have spun, the 
the ratings as a percentage have to me have have sucked. You can you can find all kinds of positives in there, and I know there have been a few positives, but nobody's really been watching comparatively. No. And then now with the USFL coming in, more people seem to be gravitating towards the USFL. I think so. I, I think it's also, I think the USFL has been offering better times, more prime time. Right. Um, but I mean, look at next, like look at next weekend, the 13th is the championship game. It's eight o'clock on ABC. I mean, the USFL is still a competitor there, but they're a smart competitor. Their games are at 1230 and four o'clock next saturday yeah so they're not they they're, they're not yeah they're not they're not they're not, they're not going they're not gonna they're not gonna try and play it at 7 30 and on whatever because it it doesn't make any sense to so but what yeah. i like i guess what i like about like i said there's there's pluses and minus for both of these but what i guess what i'm in what i'm liking from the usfl more than the xfl in tv is the USFL seems to be seems to be doing more Saturday and Sunday traditional football times. Right. Not so much. It doesn't matter. Like, I mean, yes. I mean, there's no NFL games at 1230 on a Saturday more on a Saturday afternoon, but sure is a lot of college football games yeah. at 1230. So you're the next the, that next weekend, or even when you look at this weekend coming up, you have XL, X, X, uh, USFL plays at one o'clock and 730. 7.30 games on NBC primetime. And then, which is, I mean, who doesn't watch Saturday Night College Football nowadays? And then Sunday, they play at 3 o'clock and 6.30. So it's all well within the time frame of when the NFL plays or when you are used to watching football. Right. And the yeah. XFL got stymied because they wanted to be, they stressed wanting to be on the broadcasts broadcast their games too and but when you don't own it you play at 9 30 at night on a sunday mm-hmm. or you play at whatever time you can squeeze in where you have the you have fox going okay when do you, what we have these times available next year already so they're plugging in when they're going to play and, and have their time so like you said there's there's a list of both that that they can work on and and tv times is really something i think the XFL really needs to figure out um, getting a better time when their games are. Right. Well, and that's, you know, from day one, from the first, like they, they completely dropped the ball on the TV stuff. Yeah. Times and everything. They had so much lead up time to, to lock all this in. And, and, and now, you know, I mean, the second half of the season seems to, the league seems to be a little bit more well run than the first half of the season. But it goes back to what I said from day one. You had two years to figure this stuff out, mm-hmm. um, to get your your ducks in a row. Hopefully, next season we, you know, hopefully next season they do have their ducks in a row. Um, whether you know, is the team are, are the Vipers going to stay in Vegas or they're going to move to San Diego? What's going to happen with Orlando? I mean, fan engagement is the big thing, and you know, uh, yeah, some like DC. They've drawn great crowds, but they play in a soccer stadium of 18,000. When granted, when DC's playing at home, it looks good on TV. I mean, those soccer specific stadiums um, look great when they're filled up and you don't even realize, oh, it's a small stadium. So they're doing well there. So they need to either, I, I would say 
they need to use that model that DC has got down, putting in smaller stadiums and get as cram as many people as you can in there. Um, and then get the hell out of Vegas because you know, I mean, that to me, uh, that that's kind of a disaster. Um, as to Orlando, I don't know what they do with Orlando because I, you know, unless there's and there's there are other stadiums in Florida that they could play at soccer specific stadiums, but I, I don't know what they do again because it boils down to if you're a casual viewer tuning in and are you going to watch a game? It's kind of like the old United Football League. You know, when I when they were around, like, oh, it's football, and oh, it's a minor. It just didn't. It, I wasn't drawn to it because the fact there was nobody in the stands. I'm like, okay, well, if nobody's going to these games, why should I invest my time and effort into it? You 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 weren't turning in to see if Jim Fossil could beat Denny Green. Yeah, no, no. Um, and the only time, you know, and really, you think about it, the only place where the UFL worked was Omaha. And if you're going to play in a baseball stadium, well, frick, go out to Omaha because apparently they got people to show up for United. And there's not much going on in Omaha. And there is a baseball stadium. There is a baseball stadium. And I say this because I've been to Omaha. It's like, it's not that big. The baseball stadium for the College World Series is right downtown. Is it Rosenblatt? Is that? Oh, I don't know off the top of my head. But the minor league team doesn't even play downtown anymore. No, they, they play built out a new the, stadium. Yeah, they yeah. built the new sub um, over by uh, Offutt Air Force Base. It's not that far away from Offutt. Um, again, I, I, that was, I've only been in, in Omaha once, and it was during my time spent at, um, a weekend at Strategic Command as I, a good time spent at Strategic Command. Um, but yeah, I think Omaha would, if they're not going to move to San Diego, move to Omaha, because I think people in Omaha would support the XFL. Because clearly nobody in Vegas is. I mean, it, I mean, it, it, it comes down to where they can get an affordable stadium lease. Yeah. I mean, like you said, you, you hit it nail on the head. My, my two question marks were Las Vegas and Orlando. And obviously they're playing in that stadium because it's the cheapest stadium in, in the Orlando area. Yeah. There's a, brand, there's a brand new MLS stadium, but I don't see the MLS team letting them in. Right. I just I just don't because they have the NWSL, they have the MLS yeah. team, they have they have a uh, USL team. They have, they have three soccer clubs playing on professionally rowing through there. Oh yeah, so, yeah. You don't want yeah because the football team would just uh, a gridiron team off. would just destroy it. Yeah. So that that's the question is of the eight teams they got to find homes for. I think I think realistically at least two. Um, yeah. they're Arlington's their hub. I, I, unless they get a cheaper deal to go somewhere else, they're going to stay in Arlington. I thought that stadium was not good for football. The old, no. the old well, Rangers. You know, the whole story behind that stadium, you know, the Rangers built a new, I mean, it wasn't, I mean, it made no sense. This is going way back when the Rangers built a new stadium okay, you're playing outdoors and Texas is getting hotter to see a game. Okay, why didn't you build... It just, you know, so you build a brand new outdoor stadium that you barely used, you know, so you got to keep it. And I don't know. I mean, I love the beauty of watching 
on TV seeing football played in baseball parks. It's just something about the aesthetics of it. Mm-hmm. But the practi- practicality of it is nobody's going to these games in Arlington. No, no, and and they and they have the at least change the camera angles because the cameras were showing the tarps, right, where the people weren't there. So and then or even other, go to my... Jerry World, even go to the where the Cowboys practice. Well, yeah, I know it. Money's involved there, and you know, Jerry, but, Jerry Jerry's Jerry's not going to let you touch but that. You for... would, but, but you would think Jerry Jones, if ever anybody saw an opportunity to enhance his brand and the NFL's brand, he would actually bring an XFL team in there just to shake things up in the NFL. But you know, I you know what I personally. I think he'd do a USFL team before XFL. Oh yeah, he signed. He signed the star, the MVP of the USFL. Signed a three-year oh yeah contract yeah. with the Cowboys, and then went to the Pro Bowl. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I didn't even think about no, that. No Turpin. So yeah, but, I, didn't th- my, I didn't even think about that. My other, my, well, I think he would do it. But personally, I think he would do it with the USFL first because Fox is an NFL partner. Right. So I just, I just don't see, I, I wouldn't see him for him, such a cheerleader and power broker in the NFL going, going with the league that, I mean, they have a, they have a agreement, right? Whatever There's a little bit of a working relationship there. Yeah. But you have the other, you have another one who is one of your main rights holders and they're funding this. Right. If if Jerry's gonna pick one, I think he picked that one. But yeah. But my my other my other wild card team, I think they need to at least think about is Seattle. The, yeah, the, Seattle was the, underwhelming. The yeah, that was I I I thought I thought they would draw a lot better. No, granted, they had some really dog times, but that's that's neither here nor there. Um, they they're just a sixty plus thousand seat stadium, and and you're announcing ten or eleven. Like, yeah, it was nowhere near ten or eleven. But I understand why they kept. They wanted to keep that that average at eleven between eleven and twelve, eleven to thirteen thousand. So I understand why they kept announcing certain numbers. But I mean, you, you take those that that's half the league. Yeah, damn near. Yeah. Yes, I mean, I mean, Houston. I mean, Houston had some okay crowds, but they're they're playing in a college football stadium. Yeah, and those and crowds I, in Houston. And I was, I, you know, I was a big run. I, you know, I rooted for the Roughnecks this season, but watching those games, it's like, yeah, I was disappointed even seeing that. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's just so maybe, maybe you know, maybe next year, maybe the crowds will be better. But I think the marketing division of this league. They really need to get their act together because, yeah. and if you've got to paper the stadium for, if you're going to sell tickets for a dollar, sell them for a dollar, get people in there because, yeah. <clears throat> you know, at least that way you can say you sold the tickets, even though they're dirt yeah. cheap, but you know, you're not, not technically you're not papering the place, but uh, because really uh, to me, as a fan, if I'm going to, you know, cause again, to con- when, when games are on TV, the, that's a big ask for me to turn on, devote 
to car, you know, to give you three hours of my time, why should I give myself three hours of my time for a team that nobody else apparently is giving their time towards? I mean, even my college football team, my alma mater. It's, I mean, I watch the games, but I see what's in, nobody's in the stands. And it's like, it's hard for me as an alumnus to give my time to a team that other alumni aren't giving their time to. It just, it just asses in the seats just makes the game. It gives you a reason to watch because obviously these people are there for a reason. And DC is a classic example. They they put asses in the seats um, in a small stadium and it sure made it seem like it was a much bigger stadium. And obviously mm-hmm. St. Louis is the, the outlier there, but even with St. Louis, they didn't fill. I mean, I wonder next year if they're going to start, you know, it'd be nice to see the entire dome get filled up versus just the lower bowl. But I think that's a long-term project, but if anybody can do it, it'd be St. Louis. I don't know. I I think if they didn't do it this year, I think it'd be really hard to to do it moving forward. Right. You only, you only have that chance once to say we're back. Um, and, And at the end of the day, they ended up underachieving. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, look, I'm, I am not poo pooing 35,000 people coming out to see minor league football. It's great. Yeah. But at, at at some point having this, you lose, I mean, you only can, you only can uh, cheer, you you only can cheer Cronky sucks so many times when you have a football team. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it gets old and to use an old CFL example, Hey, that first season when Baltimore didn't even have a team name, okay, that worked great. But then the next season, season two, hey, we're the Stallions now, and it's we're focused on now, yep. not how the NFL screwed us. There were lesser crowds, but it was a better product on the field. And obviously, oh, I think it was the, amazing. They, they won the Grey Cup. And then, you know, we know what happened literally the day after a couple days after or the week they won they they won the gray cup the nfl came back but it worked in baltimore because okay the first season it was very us against the nfl second season it was okay we got a great team here yeah so, i mean it was it was lightning in a bottle and i don't i don't see st louis right now having the same magic that the baltimore had but again if any team if any city could support you know, you and I have both read on social media. Oh, great attendance in St. Louis. Yeah, but St. Louis can't carry a league. The Cleveland Browns couldn't carry the AAFC. That's why it folded because one team was carrying that entire league. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of, but yeah, this is completely different. We're in 21st century and both these leagues are backed by a shit ton of money. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully, um, Whatever Danny Garcia does or what makes her so great as a league owner, hopefully she's got some brains there and figures, you know, that's great. She's a league owner and everything. And I'm not, I'm not being, I'm not being anti anything, but I have yet to see, I, I don't know. It just seems to me, it just the people that are making the decisions, including her haven't, you know, they were given a blueprint by Vince McMahon. And they only followed part of the, the blueprint. I, I, you know, they've got, they, they, hopefully they've learned some hard lessons. Um, 
but I'm just tired of the self-promotion of both her and the rock. It just, you know, uh, just uh, to me, I think that worked against the league from day one. Yeah. I, I certainly agree, but I, I just don't see they had, they had nothing else to do. Like you can only promote the new black and white logo so much. Like, right. <laughs> I, 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 I thought that was a, a big misstep too, but that I'm not, it's, none of this is my money, so they can right, do whatever yeah. they want. Yeah. But they, I think they tried. I think that was what the AJ McCarron thing was. They tried to, to get, they tried to find a player in every city to be the focal, the face point. of the franchise. But at the minor league level, if you had a face that face would have already been just a number in the NFL. Right. Like how many, I mean, in the last two weeks, and like I said, I don't mean me bringing up this player's name is, is not, I'm not looking at it negatively. I'm just looking at how many times in the last two weeks now, have we read an article about Luis Perez? Because he's the most, he's the, the most known name in United States level minor league football. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's what they're doing because I mean everybody I mean if you follow spring football, you know you know the name you know is that you know the name Luis Press. Yeah. Spring league like he's played in every one of these leagues. And it's it's it was good. It's good to do that because they're 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 trying to strike a chord with this with the with a name that people know. But I, I think it just – I don't know if it's a strong enough name in, to, to carry it. Right. I think they, they need to develop – they need to develop something. I don't know exactly what that is. I mean, they brought in good football people. Right. I, I, I don't question that. I mean, the, the, the two top – the two top-tier uh, football people were – at one point, the president and general manager of the Buffalo Bills. So mm-hmm. I know them for many, many years because that's that's who they worked for. So they have a tremendous amount of credibility in that aspect. But like you said, with the marketing side of things, I don't know the marketing people they have or any marketing firm, I should say. You're asking them to try and to create a, a campaign um about a bunch of not no names but people people you're trying to create a marketing plan about a league and teams and players that aren't well known or known so who are you going to rely back on the wrestling guy and movie star who's dumping all this money in yeah his ex his ex-wife who is also very well known to draw eyeballs on it to watch it and then hopefully get you to follow. Oh, oh, you have Wade Phillips. Yeah. He's the coach of Houston. Or I can right. see why they dumped a ton of money in the head coaches because you, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you four San Antonio Brahma's players, but I think I know Heinz Ward. Yeah. So I, I guess it's it, it's just one of those things where who comes back. 
who is under who is gonna what stars it, it, it's just it's just tough because you want to develop stars and you want to develop players but that type of player or position is going to be gobbled up by one of the other by, by an NFL team like mm-hmm. it's just I don't know do you do you roll the dice with the backup running back and the number three wide receiver on the depth chart as your go-tos for next year's like I don't know I, I guess I look at it as like if you're if you're the DC defenders and you're going out there, I mean obviously selling season tickets for a nine and one team is a lot easier than selling tickets for a four and six team. But right. if I'm trying to sell tickets or Charles sell sponsorship for the for the Arlington team, I'm not sure what I have. Right. I'm just not sure. So and it's it good luck to the uh, good luck. I hope they load up some staff and, and get and get people out there pounding the pavement with the message. But I I just I don't know that's a that's a cost that a lot of professional sports teams don't want to take on. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it, it and then I look at the USFL model, which is on that level almost completely different, where they're trying to create a a business where when you buy in to that business, you are walking into a break-even, profitable business before you move it to that city. Right. So, yes, there are some of the, some of the crowds like this past weekend. The first game, which didn't have the Michigan Panthers, was not. It didn't look great on television. The next game, the doubleheader with the Michigan Panthers played, and it looked great. Yeah, Michigan. Is, the Panthers will be playing in the, the four hub cities will have their own team next year for sure. The teams right. that are playing at these hubs are all doing well. It's now they need to identify, well, it's kind of ironic. XFL needs to find four stronger markets. USFL needs to find four stronger markets so they can move that next thing. But yeah, I mean, if if you can if you're look if you're looking to someone to buy into a, a USFL team. And you send over a pro forma saying, look, <clears throat> what you're buying into and what you're guaranteeing us is already a break-even business because of the television package that's already in place that you're going to be a part of. Mm-hmm. As they, I mean, uh, I, you know what, I lost a sheet of paper. I was writing down there. There were at least twice as many advertisements for brands of the USFL game than the XFL game. Right. So I, it's a little different. I know the XFL people love, love hammering on attendance for USFL. But I, I just think with in 2023, with looking at the looking at the business business model, it's gonna be easier getting people to buy in to a profitable, near profitable business. Then finding investors to join the XFL <clears throat> when when you're looking at a balance sheet that you lost significant amount of money. Right. Yeah. 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 And uh, to me, it, it, looking at the two leagues, I mean, I get looking at them objectively. The USFL, I don't know, it just seems to me it's more well planned. It's more thought out. Um, it's a better product 
aesthetically overall, whereas the mm -hmm. XFL has had, and you know, it's not just me knowing, I mean, I've been on Reddit, been on Twitter. Yeah. I mean, we, you and I have both seen the talk. Um, I'm not seeing that same talk on USFL social media about, oh, this looks like shit. I mean, obviously they're, they're haters and, and, and no matter what, yeah. but you know, you go to XFL, Reddit, you know, it's, you know, you go into the, that stovepipe right there or um, that echo chamber. And hey, if I'm seeing it and other people are seeing it, okay, well, I'm, maybe I'm not crazy. And I forget who it was. Um, I don't know. But I'm like, man, I thought I was, you know, only one seeing that. You know, I thought maybe I was the crazy one and maybe I'm missing it. But yeah, I mean, yeah. So hopefully, again, we're at the end of the season and they've, you know, hopefully, and hope, you know what? And that the question is, is going into this championship game is not so much the ratings. Cause I think it's going to be good ratings. I mean, it's not going to be obviously Super Bowl ratings, but um, yeah, who knows? I mean, what, what do we got going on? May I mean, first of all, it's mother's day weekend. Yeah. Um, we got play, we got NF, we got NBA and, NHL stuff going on um so they're really not competing again a whole they're they're not competing against a whole lot at that time slot so hopefully the ratings but to me it's a question of the attendance um are they going to be able to uh, the Alamo Dome I mean I think they would have been they would have been better playing in in St. Louis but with that said the Alamo Dome is probably the second best place to play um because with the if the, at least they would have played in St. Louis, they would have got all those Battle Hawk fans to fill the place, um, to support the league as it stands. But you're not going to have that in San Antonio. So the question is, is you know what are we looking at attendance wise for a championship game? So um, maybe it'll be like what the USFL was in Canton last year. But um, yeah, who knows? I mean, it's they're I mean hooker by crook. They're gonna have a good crowd. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they're gonna I, get people, I don't, they're gonna get people there. It's it's I, but the que my question is is it gonna look half baked or is it gonna look fully baked at least in the bottom in the bottom bowl? You know, I just I just don't know. Um because yeah. I the way I look at this is these championship games are are more of an event right. than anything. I mean I, I think I think they're going to announce th at least thirty thousand people there. That's my right. my prediction is they're going to at least and at least announce minimum of thirty thousand people anywhere from goal line to goal line. Um, they're going to have sponsors. They're going to have people connected with the clubs. They're going to have people connected with Redbird. And the seats would be filled. Okay. Yeah. Um, and and they'll and they'll 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 fill in with all the fans who want to come to the game. But I look at like the Super Bowl. It's a culmination, and it's probably seventy percent of people who don't normally don't normally go to football games. Mm -hmm. So I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be. Uh, like I said, my two things. I'll go. I think they're going to have 30,000 people and I'm going to go out on a limb and say they get 2 million viewers. Okay. 
right, I can see that. I would go with I would go with that with you. I'll, I'll take, I'll 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 go side by side with you on that one because I think I think the ratings actually will be, yeah, I think it'll be close to two million because there's not a whole lot going on. Yeah, and, yeah. I... And hopefully they will heavily promote it on ABC um, to draw people in. They haven't yet. I'll, I know I'll be watching it. Do we know if it's going to be available on ESPN Plus? I would you know assume. What? I'm, uh... I would assume it's going to be. Yeah, I'm assuming that too. I, I, it's funny. I'm actually rolling through right now, and uh, I'm uh, jumping through Ticketmaster to see where they are with tickets because it was it was funny. Like four hours after the game went on sale, like three quarters of the stadium wasn't available. I'm like, come on, folks! You you you're you're telling me that that all these seats are already sold. So yeah. all they have is the lower bowl. Um. Yeah. So. If you look at it, I mean, if you pull it up, and I'll show you the picture here. Th- this is what I, I know. This sounds working in in ticketing for so long, you learn the trends on how things look. But right. one of the ways one of the ways how things work is when you want to make the crowd bigger than it appears is when you pull tickets, you pull every other row or you pull gaps and you don't pull the big block of 50 people together. You right. take those 50 people through 80. So this is behind the visitor's sideline um, at the Alamo Dome. And oh. you see it, it's got tickets gone, then a whole row, tickets gone, a whole row. Oops, sorry. Are, oh, that's okay. Are the white ones all tickets gone or tickets available? Yeah, the white, one, the white ones are tickets not available. Okay. And the blue ones are available. And then the red ones are resales. Hmm. So if you're looking at it, I find it very interesting that you have all these weird full rows. Yeah, it's so, almost it's just it's too convenient, is really what it yeah. Yeah. So even this is the end zone. That's okay. Uh, I, I can't see. Hey, no. I need I need to I need to my, my wife's been bugging me about getting a new computer. So that's what but <laughs> yeah, anybody can go on Ticketmaster, and you get you get you can see they're only selling the lower bowl, and they're only like you can see that how that's set yeah. up. So, um, but well, they're maybe, doing maybe. their due diligence. Yeah. They they, they want a good crowd. That's that's how you do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the last time we had a spring football championship, okay. Except for, you know, forget the XFL of, I mean, because that was a fucking disaster. The first XFL million dollar game. Yeah. But the last time we had a spring, real spring football championship was back in the 80s. And if you remember, all three games, obviously the first game drew, drew the best. Of course, there was a ride afterwards, which nobody, which is a great story by Jeff Pearl. <laughs> yep. But, um, yeah, to me that's kind of the, the art stick as to how this game does it measure up to the to the excitement of the USFL championship. It's gonna be on ABC. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I need to go back and watch those games too, because those were fun to watch. Um I mean, even even last summer that the the, the USFL championship game at Tom Benson Stadium at the oh, Hall yeah, of Fame. Yeah, yeah. They they, that's they right, I forgot essence, about that. They in essence sold it out. Yeah, I mean, again, granted, it's a twenty, it's a twenty thousand seat stadium, but you know what? Like that for having a hub in Birmingham, yeah. moving your playoffs playoffs to the Football Hall of Fame in 
just about, I mean, I, it, it could have been sold out. You know how people just don't show up. That, right. To, to have 20,000 people fill a stadium in a city that didn't, doesn't have a team, hasn't held a game, and just holding the champion, like the playoffs yeah. and the championship game is impressive. Yeah. Well, and can't, I mean, that's, and that was a smart call on them to actually have it at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And that gave, that gave the USFL some legitimacy too. Oh, yeah. Um, to be able to play it there. I mean, I, I, I mean, you and I, I, I don't know if you've been to the Hall of Fame, but I've been there. You yes. know, I mean, it's, 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 it's definitely worth, uh, the time and that for me it was definitely well worth the nine hour trip that i took to get there with my nephew um but yeah i gave it but yeah 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 i've completely now i forget what was going on last year with the championship game that i did not watch i think it had a lot to do with me moving and other things kind of got in the way so i i can't ever i i can't even remember i did i obviously um you know like randy snow and and adam um and Zach Heilman, podcast friends of ours, they went. Uh, great time. I mean, it was. Yeah. Oh, and uh, and Stefan too with uh, yes with the USFL um, with him. Well, both him and Zach were there. Um, yeah, yeah. So, but to me, again, you know, yeah, that that's really what. Hopefully, they're going to get the about the same amount of crowd. Definitely the same enthusiasm. So, I think if they recapture what was done last year. Then yeah, yeah, I think things are going to look up for next year, but just hopefully they, hopefully next season, you know, we're more focused in on the game, what's going on in the field versus the ratings. Um, and I did notice too. Now when I took a little social media break too, I came back every now and then I would dip my toe in and see what's going on. What what's going on? Is the USFL people and the XFL fans are fighting now as to which league's better? I don't. I mean, yes. I'm a, I'm a critic. I mean, but spring football is spring football. You know, I mean, I, I don't have a, a choice of either one. I mean, obviously I'm old school enough with the USFL, but <coughs> I, I don't get why people are fighting with each other. It's, it makes no sense. I don't, I don't understand it, but you know, it's, it, it's one thing if, if the, if it's like American league versus national league and major league baseball. Oh, yeah. You have, yeah. Yeah. Before it was we had the DH. Oh, we don't want the DH. You had something there. Yeah. You have a league that has one year under its belt, and a league that hasn't had a successful year in twenty years. And the people right. who are arguing weren't alive when that first year happened, yeah. or knew enough about it that even existed. Right. So I and don't know. Goes, I, I, yeah. 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 And it goes back. I mean, you would never hear USFL fans in the '80s arguing with NFL fans in the '80s as to which league's better. We knew which league was better. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there was not. Yeah, no, I, it was an I alternative. My, I dipped my toe in there, and I saw people calling for peace. And hey, you know, like what the hell's going on? But you know what? I tell you what, though, social media is such. It's entertaining at times because I, you know, for the last month, I've been off pursuing my other interest and kind of dipping my toe back in the UFO field because I just like I just love the paranormal stuff. I love listening. It's entertaining. And then I'm going on that that social media, and you get the same thing. You get people fighting with each other. It's like, uh, guys, you guys are are fighting over. Yeah, again, we're we're fighting over. You guys are fighting over UFO. That's, yeah. That makes no sense whatsoever. So, I, I when it comes to the XFL versus the USFL, you know, 
who knows? Maybe there will be a merger in three years. It'll a lot of things are going to play out. I mean, when it comes to TV contracts, when it comes to, you know, who knows what the impact the CFL contract with the CBS sports is going to have. Um, and then you got the NFL. So I don't know. There's, there's a ways to go. So it'll be interesting. And, you know, um, you know, with the championship coming up, maybe that'll change the narrative a bit. Um, and, you know, if the USFL has an equally successful season, you know, but I think in the long term, somewhere down the road, say by season four, I could very well see a, a merger because that might make the most financial sense. But mm-hmm. both these leagues need to prove themselves first, and neither one has proved themselves um, that they have any staying power. I mean, it's going to take, I mean, the USFL in the 1980s, it couldn't even prove itself it had staying power. So we're a a ways to go before, you know, before we, we, we can comfortably say spring football is here to stay. I mean, the, the, the original USFL, the owners could, the owners couldn't control themselves. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, I mean, that's been, that's been analyzed so many different ways, but that's the bottom line. Yeah. If you would have just stuck with the Dixon plan, it would have been fine. Yeah. I mean, it just, you have, you had Gary, yeah, Gary Davis. Like, like there, there, there is a financial conservative plan that's there. But all those guys wanted, they wanted who was going to get Steve Young, who was going to get Jim Kelly, and then, I mean, it just, it just, it just became a battle of who could sign the biggest player, and then at the end of the year, going, I lost ten million dollars. This, what, what's going on? Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, and then without even mentioning his name, but you know, one person in particular, and you can't blame him for the ultimate demo- well, you can't blame him for the fiasco that was created because he wasn't there in the beginning. Of course, he was the one at the wheel of the bus when it finally did crash. But he he only bought the team because he couldn't get into the NFL and he figured this was his backdoor way of getting into the NFL. Yeah, he wanted he wanted to force a merger, right? Yeah. And he and yeah. th- and that's why and that's why, right before the lawsuit happened, the Houston Gamblers merged with the New Jersey Generals, because his thought was, I got Herschel, I got Jim, the NFL has to take me now. Yeah, and the NFL yeah. goes, no, what? All these players already have their rights by an NFL team. You have to prove it. You can't. Good luck. Yeah, I need to. I got the the football for. Well, I've got football for a buck electronically, but I've got the one dollar league here. One of the few books I brought to Japan with me. I need to sit through. You know, maybe towards football season. Maybe that'll be part of my football season reading. But I'll go back and read that because it's just a fascinating, the whole thing about the USFL. So it's like when people start talking about these spring leagues now, and you and I are. You know, we're like, yeah, you know, I sat down, I talked with Kyle Smith a while ago yeah. um, with the Gridiron America stuff, which I need to get back to. It's just been taking, been taking time away now with the weather mm-hmm. being nice and everything here in Japan and had other things going on. I've take, you know, my Gridiron America podcast is still out there, but I haven't done anything. But, you know, him and I would, you know, um, yeah, just things were so different. Um, but there's so many lessons that, Hopefully these owners will, hopefully, you know, especially The Rock and Danny Garcia, because I'm not overly impressed. You know, even the whole thing with merchandising. 
you know, people with their jerseys, ordering jerseys, nothing, you know, they were not, I mean, the first, the last, the last iteration, we've talked about this before. Hey, they were ready day one for merch to sell people merchandise. They weren't even, you know, they couldn't even get the merchandising right this time. So, and, you know, I mean, I got you and I are both have closets full of jerseys, you know, ultimately we're, we're, we're rooting for laundry. And if you don't have the laundry, then, you know, no, I mean, that's, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Speaking of laundry too, before, oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead, man. Well, I, I've been having a lot of discussions with um, a lot of lots going on in arena football in a, in a different sense. But I made the analogy there. I go, fans follow wins and losses on the field. Yeah. Unfortunately, profits and losses behind the scenes is what carries this. And if there's right. enough losses, it becomes a footnote on a Wikipedia page. Really exactly. Quickly. Yeah. 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 And, you know, you got to make money somehow. And the easiest way to make money is to sell people shit. And if you don't have the stuff people want to buy, then you're going to lose money. I mean, yeah, the NFL has figured out merchandising. The MLB, I mean, MLB has figured out merchandising. I know that here because everybody here in Japan apparently is a Yankees fan or a White Sox fan, which makes me hesitant to wear my White Sox hat because it's like I, I'm I'm the only guy that really knows. You know, I've yet to see a Cubs hat. It's funny though. Just talking about merchandising, I have yet to see a Cubs hat. I have yet to see um, any Bears stuff. I haven't seen any Miami Dolphins stuff. But there are certain teams that you see here in Japan. People wearing the Yankees, um, the Dodgers. Now again, we're talking baseball here. Yeah. On the yeah. football side of the house, uh, I've seen more Packers stuff here, and I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's really weird. And then you go into like the secondhand shops here because secondhand clothes. So when I pass away, my wife I know is going to give all my cardinal stuff, and that's like a gold mine here that she'll have. You know, be able to cash in on my my collection of hats because I I have the old school cardinals hat with the oh, logo, nice. yeah. with the with the old school look, not the current one. Yep. yep. And before we sign off <laughs> here, we're we're about to wrap it up here. Um, you know, with football the last month. So I've been, fo I followed everything. Um, but the one thing that I did actually tune in live for um, was the unveiling of the Arizona Cardinals new uniforms. Talk about an utter fucking disappointment. I'm like, they bring out the white ones. I'm like, okay, all right, that, 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 that's good. That's a good, clean look. Didn't like their road, their road look. Okay, helmets pretty much staying the same. They're keeping, the, I'm not big on the current logo, but, you know, they're not going to get rid of the, I, I couldn't see them getting rid of the old logo or getting rid of the current logo. I'm like, okay, all right. They bring out the all blacks. The all blacks are sharp. I like the all black yeah, look. Those are really nice. Then they bring out the home uniforms. And I'm like, what the F? You've got, I mean, at least go do a first of all having Arizona across the front of the jersey. Just to me, it just I I think of Cleveland when the Browns had those jerseys and just how crappy they look. Even like with yep. the Jets now, they have New York across. I'm like, eh, 
you know, like okay, it just it looked. Again, they look like Oklahoma uniforms, which I guess was perfect because Kyler Murray was modeling them. And like, okay, you just are we a college team? I, I don't get it. Those type of decisions are coming from the owner. Well, because, he's got enough. He's got enough issues to worry about, apparently. Well, but but but, but yeah, but that but that's how that stuff works. Like when you see something that's just like, what were you thinking? That means that someone who was the decision maker is set on what they wanted and didn't go to other people or didn't care what other people said and goes, I'm putting the bill. This is what we're going with. Because there's no way when, when you see a Jersey and people are like, what were you thinking? They've already had so many discussions on oh, this yeah. Jersey. And at some point I go, oh, that's what he wants. He's paying the bills. I was right. going to say, because you know, when it, there were meetings with alternates going, here's, here's. Yes. And this, yeah, is, well, yeah. what, this is what you, I mean, which I look at my Cardinals. I mean, almost, most of my Cardinal stuff in the closet. I mean, I've got the Cardinals. Well, now it's the old red one and the old black one. But the rest of my stuff is the classic stuff. It's the old, um, you know, it's it's pre two thousand and three, or no, two thousand and six when they changed the uniforms, something like that. Was it two thousand? I can't remember now when they changed the uniforms. It was right about the time. But anyway, um, yeah, I looked at that. And I go, well, guess what? I just saved myself some money because I'm not buying, I'm not buying new jerseys, and they didn't change the logo, so I don't have to worry about buying. Yeah. You know, like, okay. So I just, but the but going back to what I said, the NFL has got merchandising down that. I mean, you just look at, you know, you and I both watch old NFL films stuff in the 70s, and then you watch, compare it to now, just stuff in the fan. You know, fans want their fans want to identify with their team. And, yep. you know, I think the XFL, I mean, they did this themselves a disservice by not yep. pushing the merchandise sooner rather than later, because that's what people want. And, and speaking of Cardinals, uh, rest in peace, Conrad Dobler. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Did Wait a minute. When did he pass away now? Was that? How long ago was that? Just was that? recently. No, but I know that. But how was it about a month or two ago now? I've got, Maybe, a, picture, yeah, I've got a picture of Conrad Dobler up here. I've got on the other, you can't see it, but on the flip side here, I've got a bulletin board, a little cheap bulletin board I bought. And I had a bunch of my Cardinal stuff, like we're talking stuff from the 70s, like old card stickers, stuff that you would buy, you know, um, you would find back in the day when your old man took you to the bar. Yep. That type of stuff. So I've got a whole thing up here, but I got a picture of him. I got a picture of Conrad Dobler smiling right back at me. And I got a picture of him right in the back here too, a signed, a signed photo. So... We, at, at the end of his career, he played the last couple of years in Buffalo. And, yeah. and um, my mom, I, I forgot where she was. I, I was only like nine or 10 years old. She came home one day. She goes, hey, we got, um, we met this football player from the Bills. We got, uh, he signed a book for me. So it's inscripted, a little note to me. And she goes, it's Conrad Dobler. And I started laughing. She goes, who is he? Oh, he's an offense. Oh, he's, he's a, he's a lineman for the Bills. She goes, well, why are you laughing? He's like the, probably the dirtiest player in the history of football. <laughs> and she just goes, really? I go, but thank you for the book. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
He, uh, the, the, my first football memory of watching a full game was Thanksgiving 77 Dolphins Cardinals. Um, <clears throat> back then I was a huge Dolphins Bob Greasy fan. So I'm 10 years old watching the Thanksgiving game. And, and Greasy obviously torched the Cardinals for six touchdowns. 210, I mean, passing yards like 210. So all these, all these, all these passes came from down like the 10 yard line. It's not like he lit it up. But Conrad Dobler, the most memorable part was when Conrad Dobler got ejected from the game and then chucked his helmet in the stand. <laughs> so I've been, you know, I've been hoping that I somehow that game's going to show up on YouTube. Somebody's going to yeah. find that and upload that. Because that'd be one to be like, I'm going to spend a quality, you know, some yeah. other, you know, there's a lot of games I've gotten off of YouTube and everything. I sit there like old Monday night football games with Howard Cosell. Yep. But that's, that's my great white whale when it comes to, 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 to games that I, I've yet to see pop up on YouTube. Yeah. And, and how many people our age were first introduced to him on those NFL films? Yeah. Talking about clubbing guys. Yeah. League whip as they went by, like like just just him talking about how what he did to make sure no one got to the quarterback, yeah. and then you well, like you look at the you get yeah Dan Deardorff who did Monday Night Football. He goes, he doesn't see like Dan Deardorff never gave that impression of the of, of the Conrad Dobler right. as a player, but they had some really unbelievable offensive lines back in the day at the Cardinals. In the yeah, 70s. well that was a, well I mean you. Like think about those teams that the Cardinals had. You had Jim Hart. Yeah. I mean, you talk about a quarterback that was great. He just it was just a team that could just net. They were always they the potential to be a great team, and it just didn't work out. Yep, didn't work out. So, well, listen, brother. Well, hey, with all that said, uh, let's uh, sign off from here, and uh, let's plan on doing uh, a championship. Uh, we'll, we'll do a championship preview show next week, and maybe do uh, a wrap up of the entire season. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. So, Hey, so for everybody who has been listening, um, I do know, did see, I don't know, whoever's uh, listening. And there's a lot of you apparently uh, listening to the podcast, at least the last episode with Alexa, Amazon Alexa. Thank you very much. And uh, Hey, if we get as many, many, uh, many people tuning in for this podcast as we did last podcast, uh, maybe that'll give us a reason to continue the show for next year. So with all that said, on behalf of Dave and myself, thanks for listening. And we will be talking to you again soon. Take care. Bye-bye.